Have you been able to establish the motive for the killings? Very difficult. Um, the police investigation is ongoing and uh, they will have to provide us with the necessary answers pertaining to the motive for the killings. There's many, many stories in the rounds regarding that issue. Um, I had two meetings with community members and community leadership already. And uh, there is more than one school of thought with regard to the most of some is of your opinion. It is linked uh, uh, to the earlier killings early in the week where the seven was, was brutally killed. And uh, this might seem like a revenge kind of, of, of a situation, but uh, um, one don't want to speculate. Um, one would love to wait for the police to provide us with the real answers. Mm. But are there gangs involved in these killings? No, definitely, you know, uh, each and every killing is, is one killing far, far too many. I'm, I'm very pleased that SAPS is on top of the situation, a top team of detectives I had, uh, my discussions with the provincial police commissioner and even the cluster commander for that area. And uh, yesterday they were present at the community meeting and uh, they assured the community that the top teams of highly skilled detectives uh, is dealing with that investigation. Uh, is there suspicion that they're gang killings? Come again? Is there suspicion that these may be gang-related killings? Well, currently, uh, also very difficult to say if it is indeed gang-related, if it is indeed vigilante-related. Um, look, if people taking the law into their own hands, it seems like that it could be linked to vigilantism, uh, but it could be gangster-related uh, as, as well. One is not known to this kind of killings uh, in the Marikana Nyanga area uh, of this magnitude, so many in one evening. Um, Nyanga is not known for that. Um, although things do take place on, on a week-to-week basis, but in a, in a completely different format. Um, so we're all very traumatized and shocked with, with the brutal manner in which uh, these, uh, of, uh, these killings uh, were, were, were undertaken. And just in terms of uh, how will the communities be protected, um, is there a game plan? Yes, definitely. Um, we discussed this issue over the weekend, Saturday, um, uh, actually Sunday, even this morning. We had a four-hour meeting with the community leadership. All political parties was present. All uh, NGOs that wanted to be there was present, even today, exactly the same. And uh, with police present, um, they had the, the provincial police commissioner did com- uh, command more officers to that area, more resources, uh, with a team of detectives there. It gives the necessary comfort to the area, making police deployed, law enforcement deployed, uh, and then also the neighborhood watchers operating in that area. They, they do have a vibrant community policing forum as well. Now, with all those entities in, in that area, we hope uh, it brings back uh, stability to, to that community and uh, that the community has now the ability uh, to pick up the necessary pieces. Uh, we will first and foremost focus now on, on the memorial service to arrive that there is to assist all the families with that and to um, at the same time also assist the families with the planning of uh, the actual funeral. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, that there is the Western Cape Community Safety MC Dan Plato. Uh, we.
talk further now about this with uh, a senior researcher at um, the Centre for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation, Stephen Rabello. A very good uh, evening to you, and thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you, and uh, good evening to your listeners. Mm. Uh, just uh, obviously on the uh, periphery, what do you deduce from what is going on? Gangsterism, vigilantism, is there something deeper than this, or is this pretty much the sum total of what is going on? Uh, firstly, I, th- I think, uh, you know, listening to the MEC for Community Safety's comments, uh, I think uh, the way they, they're going about trying to, to discover what's really happening is the right way of doing it, instead of, you know, sending in uh, the police, or as other people are suggesting, sending in the army, it's, it's good to speak to community members and different stakeholders and try to find out what really is happening. But I think also we have to see um, vigilantism and gangsterism as, as symptoms of a deeper problem, as you suggest. And, um, you know, as various uh, journalists and, and uh, different people are pointing out, there are quite serious issues of um, a lack of infrastructure in Philippi, in Philippi that makes it difficult for the police to actually um, do policing in the community. But you can understand there are also problems of, of substance abuse, also issues uh, of unemployment and poverty, which we need to see as driving these symptoms of vigilantism and uh, gangsterism as well, which is not unique to Philippi or even the, the Cape Flats, but other parts of South Africa as well. So if we're talking turf wars and um, the underworld, as it will, how does that manifest? What exactly goes on there? I think I, I can't comment too extensively on the, the underworld and, and understanding you know, how, how gangs uh, work, but you know, I, I do think we need to ask ourselves why might um, you know young men and even young women why do they get involved in gangsterism? And um, you know, I, th- I think that um, if we can answer that question, and if it is issues of um, a lack of employment, a lack of opportunities, um, if it is uh, got to do with you know sense of belonging and. Uh, you know, feeling, getting a sense of protection in what could be dangerous communities. You know, we need to ask why, why do people get involved in, in gangsterism? And again, I think that, um, you know, the fact, the socioeconomic factors are, is one of the big driving factors for that as well. All right. Thank you so much for speaking to us.